This is the Church Wigan Reflection for Monday the 15th of February. My name is Will Gibbons and I'm reading from 2 Corinthians chapter 11, beginning at verse 16. I'm going to read till chapter 12, verse 21. I'm reading from the NRSV. I repeat, let no one think that I'm a fool, but if you do, then accept me as a fool, so that I too may boast a little. What I'm saying in regard to this boastful confidence, I'm not saying with the Lord's authority, but as a fool. Since many boast according to human standards, I will also boast. For if you gladly put up with fools, being wise yourselves. For if you put up with it, when someone makes slaves of you, or preys upon you, or takes advantage of you, puts on airs, or gives you a slap in the face, to my shame, I must say, we were too weak for that. But whatever anyone dares to boast of, I am speaking as a fool. I also dare to boast of that. Are they Hebrews? So am I. Are they Israelites? So am I. Are they descendants of Abraham? So am I. Are they ministers of Christ? I am talking like a madman. I am a better one, with far greater labours, far more imprisonments, with countless floggings, and often near death. Five times I have received from the Jews the forty lashes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I received a stoning. Three times I was shipwrecked. For a day and a night I was adrift at sea. On frequent journeys, in danger from rivers, danger from bandits, dangers from my own people, dangers from Gentiles, danger in the city, danger in the wilderness, danger at sea, danger from false brothers and sisters, in toil and hardship, through many a sleepless night. Hungry and thirsty, often without food, cold and naked. And besides other things, I am under daily pressure because of my anxiety for all the churches. Who is weak? And I am not weak. Who is made to stumble? And am I not indignant? If I must boast, I will boast of the things that show my weakness. The God and Father of the Lord Jesus, blessed be he forever knows that I do not lie. In Damascus, the governor, King Aretas, set a guard on the city of Damascus in order to seize me, but I was let down in a basket through a window in the wall and escaped from his hands. It is necessary to boast. Nothing is to be gained by it, but I will go on to visions and revelations of the Lord. I know a person in Christ who fourteen years ago was caught up to the third heaven. Whether in the body or out of the body, I I do not know, God knows. And I know that such a person, whether in the body or out of the body, I do not know, God knows, was caught up into paradise and heard things that are not to be told, that no mortal is permitted to repeat. On behalf of such a one, I will boast. But on my own behalf, I will not boast, except of my weaknesses. But if I wish to boast, I will not be a fool, for I'll be speaking the truth. But I refrain from it, so that no one may think better of me than what is seen in me or heard from me, even considering the exceptional character of the revelations. Therefore, to keep me from being too elated, a thorn was given to me in the flesh, a messenger of Satan to torment me, to keep me from being too elated. Three times I appealed to the Lord about this, that it would leave me. But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for power 
is made perfect in weakness. So I will boast all the more gladly of my weaknesses, so that the power of Christ may dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, and calamities for the sake of Christ. For whenever I am weak, then I am strong. I have been a fool. You forced me to it. Indeed, you should have been the ones commending me, for I am not at all inferior to these super-apostles, even though I am nothing. The signs of a true apostle were performed among you, with utmost patience, signs and wonders and mighty works. How have you been worse off than the other churches, except that I myself did not burden you? Forgive me this wrong. Here I am, ready to come to you this third time, and I will not be a burden, because I do not want what is yours, but you. For children ought not to lay up for their parents, but parents for their children. I will most gladly spend and be spent for you. If I love you more, am I to be loved less? Let it be assumed that I did not burden you. Nevertheless, you say, since I was crafty, I took you in by his deceit. Did I take advantage of you through any of those whom I sent to you? I urged Titus to go and sent the brother with him. Titus did not take advantage of you, did he? Did we not conduct ourselves with the same spirit? Did we not take the same steps? Have you been thinking all along that we have been defending ourselves before you? We are speaking in Christ before God. Everything we do, beloved, is for the sake of building you up. For I fear that when I come, I may find you not as I wish, and that you may find me not as you wish. I fear that there may... Perhaps be quarrelling, jealousy, anger, selfishness, slander, gossip, conceit and disorder. I fear that when I come again, my God may humble me before you, and that I may have to mourn over many who previously sinned and have not repented of the impurity, sexual immorality and licentiousness that they have practised. Sustained by vision, power in weakness. In Western society, boasting is regarded brash and rude. The influence of the Christian faith has meant that humility is widely recognised as a virtue. We have observed a shift in recent years, with the rise in popularity of celebrity politicians who have blown their own trumpets, boasting loudly of their own achievements. In the Apostle Paul's day, boasting was celebrated in both Greek and Jewish culture. Jesus encountered the Pharisees boasting in Luke chapter 18, verses 9 to 12. It seems that Paul's opponents in Corinth were boasting of their achievements, and they were accusing him of being a fool and weak. Paul's defence is quite astonishing. He boasts in his weakness and suffering. Paul is inverting this common literary convention of boasting by describing difficulty and hardship. Paul mentions imprisonment, floggings, death threats, shipwrecks, hunger, thirst, and sleep deprivation. In Roman culture, soldiers would boast of their military successes, and one of the most glorious achievements was to be the first to climb over the walls of a city under siege. In contrast, Paul speaks of being lowered in a basket from the city walls as a fugitive. Paul speaks of his weakness. 
describing particularly a fawn in the flesh. Dr. Paula Gooder, who wrote her PhD thesis on these verses, says that there are at least 36 theories about what the fawn in Paul's flesh could be. Nicky Gumbel observes that the fact that we do not know what it is enables us all to identify with Paul. Paul states that three times he prayed for this fawn to be taken away. And Paul uses the perfect tense to explain the Lord's answer to his prayer, which indicates the continual availability of God's grace. My grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Now this is more than a warm sentiment. It is the very heart of the good news. The thrice-made supplication echoes Jesus' own prayer in the Garden of Gethsemane. In the garden, Jesus is strengthened to face the suffering of the cross. The crucified Christ is glorified in serving others. And Paul embodies this message in his ministry as he shares the good news of Jesus Christ. When we succeed and life is good, we're tempted to be proud and self-reliant. When we're faced with challenges and know our weakness, we become completely dependent on God. Then Christ's power rests on us. His power is made perfect in our weakness. God's grace is all we need. It is sufficient. So may you be sustained by this same vision and know God's power made perfect in weakness in your own life today. Amen. Let's pray. Lord God, we thank you for the example of the Apostle Paul. And Lord, we pray that whatever we face this day, whatever challenges we have before us, whatever problems that we seem unable to shift, Lord, would we know your power that is made perfect in weakness? Would we know your presence with us? And would we glory in Jesus Christ, who suffered and died for us, that we would be forgiven and free? In his name we pray. Amen.